is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Welcome back to the Huge Show here on this Tuesday afternoon. It is the ninth day of May, 2023, hour number two. Officially underway, that's Brett Hayes. Find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes H A Z E. I am Anthony Bellino at A C Bellino on the Twitterverse. Filling in for the big guy, huge is on the move. I don't know where he's at. Uh, what'd you have? You had Jeff in the uh, studio yesterday, correct? Yeah. Yep. I think Bill's golfing. I'm assuming he is at least. Ah, uh, Jeff Risden, one of my all-time favorites. Love having him as a guest. In the fact that you know he's he's going down to the 96 and won the game studios. Hosting the show, holding it down. Love Jeff. Yeah, he does a great job. Uh, by the way, yeah, if you're not following Jeff Risden by now, what, what do you do with your life? He does a wonderful job now, and I'm moving a lot of his coverage into the NFL draft, uh, so he, he's an absolute must-follow for that. But if you are a Lions fan, uh, that man is in tune and in sync with what is happening uh, there in Ellen Park and at Ford Field, for sure. Text the keyword HUGE, H-U-G-E, to 21000. That's H-U-G-E to 21000. Or you can hit us up in the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 huge one 838 Now, uh, leading into this hour off of what I was talking about last hour, uh, it's kind of two different topics. One, you know, Matt Ishbia, got to give up the rock. But two, and I think what is most important, uh, is going back to the controversy or, you know, that they, because Matt Ishbia said that he was going to uh, bail on Bally Sports. And that has caused a... Uh, quite a stir. In fact, there, I believe there's a lawsuit pending now uh, as well uh, after this uh, attempted move. But my advice or my thought to it is, you know, for the Diamond Sports Group to take a look at what Matt Ishby is looking to do, and that is put your product in more homes. Right? You, know, you want to make your product as easily accessible and findable for the average person. I know that we're all obsessed with, you know, download this and stream that and everything's got to be on the internet. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I like cable boxes. I do. And cables cost it an arm and a leg. Right? And you know that your consumer, they, they are cutting the cord. So why not have a free-to-download app, and why not try to get your station as consumer-friendly as possible? That, that is my biggest question. Right? Because if you want to watch an NBA playoff game, and you don't have cable, well, you can do so when the games are on ABC. But when they're on TNT, they're going to run into a problem. But at least the NBA has both. You look at college football, professional football, Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC, right? You can you can get it standard like that. That's that's got to be that's got to be the goal. And obviously, it's different for the regional sports networks because you know you're not going to be able to get you know uh, how do we how do we come up with some sort of partnership or some sort of agreement 
you know, it's probably above my pay grade, but I think the, the ideology here is what works for me. And that is Matt HBO going, hey, you know what? We might not get the consumer subscriber dollar right off the bat. But if we could take our product from 600 to 700,000 homes and put it into 2.5 million homes, that, that is a win across the board. You look at us here doing, doing radio across the state of Michigan, right? We have more reach than anybody else here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's fantastic, right? We're in more cars. We're on the app. We're everywhere, right? The reach, the exposure is what matters, and then how you how you capitalize off of that? I mean, that's how that's how your sales department, how you run uh, your business. But I mean, you know, just you got to get it out to more people. And so for Matt Ishbia, like I like that. People thought I was just coming after him because he's a Spartan, and it has nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with if you went to Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan Tech, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. Said that that doesn't matter to me. You got the ball, give it up. Now, yesterday, there were two games in action. The Miami Heat lead their series three games to one after a 109-101 victory over the New York Knicks. And the L.A. Lakers, 104-101 over the Golden State Warriors. And what did I see on, uh, on one website? Steph Curry's late turnover. Steph Curry's late turnover? That's what you're worried about? You're worried about the guy who went for 31-10-14 with three steals and only two, two turnovers, a triple-double with two turnovers? The only reason that, that team is in the game at all? Come on. That's what you're worried about? We, what we need to do is highlight a guy who was 37th in the NBA in scoring this year at just over 20 points a game who has just gone ice cold here in the playoffs, and that's Jordan Poole. Like, my guy. Left after his sophomore year at Michigan. I love Jordan Poole. I very much, I love Duncan Robinson too, but it ain't looking good for either one of them right now, right? Duncan got that big contract, $90 million, I think, and he struggled all year, was pulled out of the rotation, came in the first series, uh, gave some quality minutes. Tyler Hero's down with a broken hand, so he's been out, and, you know, Duncan slowly but surely coming along. Duncan Robinson, a terrible night shooting the basketball yesterday and in the game before, and at certain times looks a little lost. Like, if you're barely getting any PT at all, the one thing you got to do is you got to defend. You have to. And poor Duncan only getting 11 minutes. The guy shot eight times in 11 minutes. And I know that's what he's brought in to do. Like, you're brought in, you're, brought in, you're supposed to shoot. You can't turn down open shots, but you just don't have it. So you might need to find a better look or find a way to get to the ball, to the basket, to get to the free throw line and try to get something working. But three points, two turnovers on one of eight shooting from Duncan Robinson, including one of seven. From three, and then Jordan Poole plays 10 minutes, has no points, turned it over twice, 0 for 4 from the field. Just not, not, a, not a good look at all. At all. Now, and, they, and, and if you're the Golden State Warriors, you've got to figure out something here with Anthony Davis because this just, this just ain't working. He can't be going for 23 and 15. You've got to make life a little bit more difficult. LeBron James, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Continuing to do it, you know they're getting they're getting you know buckets from Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Rui Hachimura didn't even do anything in that game yesterday. They still found a way to win. D'Angelo Russell was ice cold, one for ten from the field, and now that series is going to shift back to Golden State for Game Five. You got yourself some problems here. That's a must-win game. Obviously, but you put yourself in a hole because it was a team that wasn't very good 
all year long. They were dismal on the road, and it's come back to bite you in the playoffs. They were 11-30 and 30 away from home during the regular season. 11-30. That's not going to cut it. The differential cannot be, and, and at this point, you're going to have to win a road game. you got to win the next one for sure, but I mean, you know, and I saw on ESPN, they said, you know, should, should the LA Lakers rest their starters? What? What is the playoffs? Yeah, rest and starters an elimination game? What are you, nuts? What are you people smoking over there? Should be illegal, whatever it is. My God. Two games tonight in Miami. Pardon me, that's tomorrow night. The games tonight are Philly and Boston. Series tied to two. Series ships back to Boston. Denver and Phoenix. Back to Denver. 10 o'clock TNT. Everyone, you know, all eyes on that one. Devin Booker's been playing at a historical clip in these playoffs. He has been simply sensational. Kevin Durant doing Kevin Durant things. Kevin Durant's probably the all-time greatest plug-and-play player in NBA history. It doesn't matter what era you put him in. It doesn't matter what team you put him on. You put him with Larry Bird Celtics, he would have fit right in. Because he can do just about anything and do just about everything. And he doesn't necessarily need the ball all the time. These ball-dominant players, it's rough out there. If I'm Boston, I think Boston is the better team in this series. I think the fact that this is 2-2, even though they had a shot there to win that last game, they lose by 1-116-115 in overtime. James Harden had a really big night. Had 42 points. When, when he's on, that makes that a very, very difficult team to play. 42 from Harden. You got 34 and 13 from Embiid. Maxie gave you 14. Nobody else gave you really anything worthy of note. Throughout the rest of the team, that's a lethal three-man combination right there. Jason Tatum can't be one of six from three. But even Jason Tatum had 24, 18, and six, along with a steal and four blocks. That's a great, great playoff line right there from him. Couldn't get it done. Jalen Brown, 10 of 16 from the floor. Dude was money early on in that game. Finished with 23. You got 21 from Marcus Smart. Al Horford gave you five blocks. I mean, the team had 12 blocks in total. It's a heartbreaker to lose because you win that game on the road. You're going back to Boston, up 3-1, feeling great about eliminating. I'd feel great about it. And now you got now you got some question marks. That's what's taking place right now in the NBA for the playoffs. It is a wonderful time of year. Games on every night. The problem is, is that we are getting down to the nitty-gritty Right, We're in the final four of each conference. The next round will be the final four in total for the conference finals. The games will start dwindling, and then we'll get down to the finals. I just hope that you're enjoying uh, all, all, of the, all of the great sports action, whether you're uh, locked into the NBA or if you're on the hockey side of things. The Stanley Cup playoffs, if that's got your attention. My Edmonton Oilers. By the way, I'm a Red Wings fan through and through. I'm a Pistons fan. But when my teams don't make the playoffs, I try to find at least one team to root for until they get eliminated and hop on another team's bandwagon. That's what I like to do. My Edmonton Oilers losing 5-1 to one last night, going down in the series two games to one. That's a terrible game three. Terrible. At home, two in Edmonton. We'll see if they can bounce back tomorrow night. Tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs, there's two games. ESPN has them both. First at 7 o'clock, the Hurricanes and the Devils. Carolina leads that series two games to one, and that'll be followed up at 9.30 by the Stars and the Kraken. Seattle, 2-1 series lead there at Climate Pledge Arena. Ooh, they win that one. Dallas, 
you're in trouble. All right, we're going to step aside when we return. Scoop Jackson will join us on all things NBA playoffs. We'll talk to Scoop next here on The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 Street Glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to The Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. Join us now covering the association. His name is Scoop Jackson. Scoop, my man. How are you? How's life? How are things? How much are you enjoying the NBA playoffs to date? Oh, it's, been, um, it's been good. It's, it's been good. It's been entertaining. Uh, last night's game, um, it wasn't the I mean, it got dramatic, but it was a horrible game if we really talk about um 
the, the Lakers and the uh, Warriors game, just from a basketball perspective. It was exciting, but from a, if you're strictly looking at basketball and execution, it was just a bad game to watch. I was telling my son and my nephew, I'm like, this is the second worst game through three quarters I've seen in my life. <laughs> and I didn't want to bring up the uh, the Bulls and the Knicks had a game, I think, one time on Christmas that my uh, my god brother, it was so horrible, my god brother threw something and broke the TV. <laughs> And at that point, it's so bad. It's like, you know what? We weren't trying to watch the rest of that anyway. So what, what, what's the what, – why even – I'm not even worried about it. My, my question for the, for the Lakers and Warriors, because this is a couple games in a row where things have been a little choppy, right? We had all the uh, the text to the Green Brothers, no relation uh, in – what was that? Game three and then game four. Just, uh, just a very – like a strange pace. It, it's kind of like in boxing, right? They say styles make fights. Is it because right. stylistically these two, these two teams are so different that things just aren't working? out that it does make it kind of a tough watch between LeBron's Lakers and Steph Curry's Warriors? Maybe. I never looked at it that way, but that might be it because neither team is playing the same way they did in the first round of the playoffs against Sacramento or against Memphis. There seems to be no fluidity in this series. You know, you might get a good performance here and there. You might get a stretch like Lonnie Walker the fourth did last night. You know, um, but is, everything seems to be stagnant, and nothing. You get spurts of movement, but nothing seems to like stay consistent over the course of four quarters throughout the game. And I don't. It may be the styles, but what bothers me the most is that we're looking at a Lakers offense, and we know what it has the capability of doing. We already know historically what Golden State's offense has, you know, in his in, in his background of what it can actually do. And we see neither one of them doing that effectively. But it doesn't seem to be the defense that the other is applying that's making that not happen. It seems like both teams' offenses are just not fluid for whatever reason. And it doesn't seem like it's great defensive performances or great schemes playing out defensively that are causing them to look so inefficient offensively. So you can't put your thumb on it and it's just – you know, as as dramatic as it can be outside of two blowouts, you know, uh, games two and game three. But, you know, there is drama within the game. But if you take the drama away just from a basketball perspective, it's hard to figure out why this is not good basketball. It's almost like the two offenses can't get out of their own way. The hell with the exactly. defense. That's what are exactly we... what it is. Right. But why? Exactly. Yeah. Like what? Why? No one, no one can figure it out in the two teams. I mean, it's not exactly like they're shooting the basketball prolifically. I mean, you look at game four, Golden State shoots 29.3% from three, only to be matched by L.A. Like, yeah, I see your 29% and I raise you 24%. Like, neither team is shooting the basketball well. And I want to go to a guy that I spent a lot of time watching, you know, at the University of Michigan in Jordan Poole, along with another Michigan Wolverine, Duncan Robinson. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but Jordan Poole in 10 minutes last night, 0 for 4 from the floor, no points, couple of turnovers, did have a couple assists and a few rebounds, but nothing out of, like, it's it just, I don't know what it is with Jordan Poole, who, a guy who was 37 in the league and scoring throughout the regular season. So it's not as if, like, you know, the, the incident that took place where he got, you know, socked in the face by Draymond Green. It's not like that ruined his whole season. The guy averaged 20 points and three rebounds and four assists a game throughout the course of the regular season and shot 43%. But the lights get the brightest in the playoffs, and that's kind of where he made his money last year. And you look at him this year, and, and Jordan Poole, like, what is going on with him? 
Yeah, that's. A, I mean, Stephen A. made a good point. We made it last night. It's you know, there, there's something about you know playing for the for, for a contract and not playing for the contract once you be paid. And I'm not going to say that once he got paid, he settled down because he did. You know, he had a decent season. It wasn't as impactful. The numbers could be there, but it still wasn't as pack, as impactful as it was last year. And for some reason, I don't know why. You know, and I I have to be around to actually find out or speak to people inside of the Gold State locker room. But it seems as if, and it's somewhere between the two, he's either, like, checked out because it's not just a shot making that's not there. He doesn't seem engaged at all. And he doesn't seem um, to be consistently trying to make things work in his favor. He doesn't seem locked in at any point, like, even just a – Remember a couple of games ago, he was diving for the loose ball, and he like he couldn't even gather up a loose ball. He's not making any commitment to defense. His decision making is bad, and I would attribute that to confidence. But I don't know where his confidence disappeared. And playing for the Golden State Warriors and being as valuable as he is, I, I think the team will be able to rally around and pick him up to give him his confidence back. But for some reason, that's not working. And now you have the coaching staff that can't even keep him in the game. And you know it's bad when Moody's getting more playing time than he is. That's when when Steve Kerr and crew can't put him in and rotate, you know, the the roster, the five men on the floor, and Moody gets more minutes than he does, something's wrong because now his confidence is gone and now they've lost trust in him. And I don't know exactly when that happened, but and I don't think it's going to come back. I think it's easy for us to say, okay, you know, he got he got his money, he got his contract. You know, we've seen that happen with athletes a lot of times, and they become different people. The desire, the hunger, the effort—a lot of that just disappears. It doesn't have to disappear all the way. It can just be a small percentage of it, but that small percentage, especially in the playoffs, affects everything because everything's so heightened. I don't want to say that that. What's happening with Jordan Poole, but I'm not going to rule that out either. But I do think there's something psychologically going on with him where he has lost his confidence. And it could have happened after that bad shot in game one. And it never has been the same. It's not like he had a great game, but he had an impactful game. one. But he is, since then, it's been gone. And he's, it's, it's what is it? We talk about like golfers get the yips. Or talking about, like, you know, cats who don't shoot great free throws and how they psychologically can't hit free throws now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, something's going on with Jordan Poole. I think right now at this point becomes psychological. And they need him so desperately because, you know, Clay is not playing as consistent or as big as he usually plays on an everyday basis. Draymond's not playing, you know, the way they need him to play. Nobody's really playing the way they need everybody to play and level up the way they usually do in the playoff situation or just like they did in the prior series. Nobody's leveling up. And without Jordan Poole, you know, leveling up at all, nobody's there to pick him up. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're not, I think Golden State's looking at him like, man, his, his confidence is gone. He's shook right now. And usually as a team – you know, we're champions. We build ourselves up. But Clay is trying to build himself up. Andrew Wiggins is trying to build himself up. Draymond's trying to build himself up. Looney, who played great in the first series and now is going through whatever, he's trying to build himself up. 
You know, Jermichael Green, everybody's trying to build themselves up, so nobody's there to build Jordan Poole up. And there's only so much Steph can do. <laughs> you know, you can't do it on the court. It's still in shoot-arounds, in practice, in meetings, at dinner. You know, in the, he can't build Jordan Poole back up by himself because he's, he's got to keep everything afloat by himself at this point. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, you know, you look at people that lose their confidence, and sometimes, you know, like you, like you mentioned, you used the phrase locked in. And Jordan Poole just looks almost kind of lost, like he's lost within himself, and he's kind of get that that blank stare, deer in the headlights, oh my god, kind of moment. And we we don't we don't want we don't want to see that because they are depending on him, and I, uh, as an anti Laker, am depending on Jordan Poole. Now down three one here, scoop. That's what's happening. Let's shift gears now to the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. I mean, you mentioned Stephen A. Stephen A.'s got to be ripping his hair out because he knows the Knicks. They don't they don't have enough. They got a, a nice a nice roster. I think. Jalen Brunson, I mean, look at the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they got to be kicking themselves. Mark Cuban botched that thing not once but twice. Uh, you know, they, That should have been their point guard, and they could have been carrying on. Instead, they went with Kyrie, and they fell off a cliff, but that's neither here nor there. The Miami Heat had to, you know, they paid Duncan Robinson $90 million, and then he loses his spot in the rotation. He's not seeing any time at all. Tyler Hero breaks his hand, so now Duncan's getting a little bit more PT, and this was a guy who built himself up, got that contract because he was a spot-up, knockdown shooter. That's what he did at Michigan. He it carried it right over to the Miami Heat. He goes one for eight last night. That's not even the beginning of his problems. Like uh, to Talk about somebody else that just, I don't know what's going on. Talk about the yips for two Michigan guys. Right. That's what I'm saying. But it's kind of like the same thing. But once again, what? not only have they both kind of lost their confidence and lost their way and lost you know, within the system, but both of them got the bag, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And once they got the bag, what happened? It fell off a cliff. Right, right. Something shifted. There seems to be some comfortability once they got that back. And that happens with a lot of people, especially in professional sports. And it just plays out that way because uh, we get to watch it publicly. Um, and so sometimes that's what separates the good ones from the great ones. You know, the great ones get get that contract, get that guarantee, you know, that, that generational money that it has been for their family. But they, they know that there's still something out there to get. They still know there's something out there to prove. And... You know, they continue to go prove it. You know, um, Michael Jordan was famous for not getting paid. And I'm pretty sure he'll be the first to tell you that's what kept him driven. You know, I'm not saying that if he had gotten, you know, one of these, you know, max contracts, because he didn't get it until his last couple of years with the Bulls, but other than that, that he wouldn't have been the same. You know, we've seen LeBron fight through that situation and take lesser. I mean, has, has LeBron really ever had a max contract? He's always taking less money to build around him and stuff like that. So maybe. That's psychological. He keeps him different because there's something more to go get. Um, but in the case of Duncan Robinson, we apply the same thing to Jordan Poole. I, we can't say that's the only problem, but we can't be naive enough to look at the way these two scenarios have played themselves out and act like that cannot be part of the reason. It can be part of the reason. But on the Knicks side, Duncan Robinson is not their biggest problem. You know, I, I agree with you. It, it would have been nice for, you know, uh, uh, I, well, I put it through. I, I disagree with you. I think it was bad for Mark Cuban and them not to resign him. But I do. I don't think we would have gotten the same player if he would have resigned in Dallas that we got for the Knicks because they basically handed him the keys to the franchise. Even though you know uh, uh, Julius Randle's there, even though Barrett's there, he came into this organization to New York and playing with his father on the squad. You know, as, as a part of the member of the organization. 
they handed him the keys and like, you don't have to be the best player, but this is still all about you. You know that wasn't going to happen in Dallas. He was still going to split time and point guard between he and Luca handling the ball. So I don't think we would have gotten the same player and, you know, that, that's a whole other conversation. But for the Knicks, they have to know going into this series that it's, it's, it's not that they're not that good. I think it's I, I, they have to match the desire and the dog that's inside Jimmy Butler. Now, who's going to be that dog to match that? Mm. Going to love, and that's kind of Jalen Brunson's responsibility, even though he's new there. But we know historically, Jimmy Butler can, and we just watched it happen the last year, he can win a series by himself. But we know also that dog in him elevates the players around him. He, you know, he's the one, just as we just got to talk about the Golden State Warriors don't have anyone to level up Jordan Poole outside of the funk that he's in. You, when, 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 um, what you call him went down? When Hero went down, who do you think got in Duncan Robinson's, you know, hey, all right, let's go. You know, who do you think leveled him up like it's your turn now? I know you're comfortable. I know you got this. I know you didn't have a good season, this, that, and the other. We ain't worried about that right now. Let's go. See, it's that leveling up that Jimmy Butler was the one. All right, let's go. You know, if Jimmy, look, if Jordan Poole was on the Miami Heat, we wouldn't have seen these last three games. He was not the way to level up. You know, you see the way Kyle Lowry's playing. He wasn't playing this way last year. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler has the power to get him to, to take his dog and put it into other people. And the Knicks did not come into the series trying to match that dog. And you have to know that going in because, especially after watching what Miami did in the series before, you have to do that. And once they can do that, it's, it's, a, it's a wrap. But the one thing I will say, I won't be long with it. One thing I think we need to talk about, not really talk about, but acknowledge that if the Knicks don't get out of this series, I think the conversation about Tom Thibodeau remaining there is going to start immediately. And and I'm not saying they're going to get rid of him as, as fast as the Bucks got rid of uh, Coach Bud, but at this point, I think it's going to be like, okay, we've seen through his history that there's only so far he's going to be able to take a team. You know, he can get teams to rise a bit, but there's a, there's a ceiling. There was a ceiling with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, he was able to get Minnesota, at least to get to the playoffs after they hadn't been there for, what, 15 years or something like that. He got him there, but they couldn't get out the first round. He leveled up the Knicks, but he only got him to the second round. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look like, all right, what's the problem here? We can track back. He did get a ring with the Boston Celtics, but as Dr. Sisson. But as an individual coach, as much as we like him, the ceiling is right here. And as bad as the Knicks are playing, at some point, all the fingers are going to start pointing to him. And not that he's done anything wrong, but he has a maxed out ceiling on how far he can take it. That is a great point. Thibodeau, seat's going to get hot. They throw on the seat eater. His name is Scoop Jackson. Scoop, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Talk a little association of the playoffs, my man. I greatly appreciate the time today, partner. Anytime, man. Good talk to you. Talk to him. There goes uh, Scoop Jackson. And um, Brett, phone got, a, phone got a little funny there at the end. It's got a little a, funny. Yeah, I know. I, I, I heard it. I was like, that's what he was talking about. It didn't happen with Dan. And I was like, okay, all right. It's totally yeah, sporadic, too. That's okay. You, you can't control everything. But I, I think Scoop brings up a really good point there about Tom Thibodeau. And, and, and that's what's going to happen. The New York Knicks are going to they're gonna part ways. They're going to be looking for a head coach. Pistons are still looking for a head coach. 
man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the Pistons. I mean, with Budenholzer now done in Milwaukee, you have four of the last five head coaches that have won an NBA championship have been let go from that team. Four of the last five NBA championship head coaches have been let go. So the only one remaining with the, with a championship team would be Steve Kerr. And how much of this is on the coach, like his responsibility? How much is it on on that roster that's constructed? That's where, when I look at the Pistons coaching search, I, I start to get a real, real concern. Because do you want to take a guy like the NBA retreads coaches more than any other professional sports league? I mean, it, it is wild how quickly they will turn a head coach at one organization, goes right to the next organization. You'll see the same trends. You'll see the same things happen. And as Scoop pointed out, Thibodeau could only get them so far. I got to imagine the Miami Heat are going to close this out because Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players to watch because Jimmy Butler plays basketball. That's what he wants to do. He wants to play basketball. He doesn't care about your feelings. He's going to go out there and every game, that he, especially in the playoffs, he's going to be giving it 110%. Right, They weren't one of the better seeds. It's a great story there in Miami. Doing it without one of their guys in Tyler Hero with the broken hand. Like they, they, you know, New York Knicks, okay, then, then await the winner of this Boston 76ers series. With Tom Thibodeau on the, on the way out. And who is going to be there to lift up Jordan Poole tomorrow night at 10 o'clock on TNT with their backs against the wall? I don't know, but it would be a really good time to have a really good game. I can tell you that much. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of the huge show after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Hunter Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code Show for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. 
how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back to the huge show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino joining you this afternoon here on this Tuesday. Great to be with you, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Hit us up anytime on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843. Or text the keyword HUGE. And huge to 21,000. It's huge to 21,000. You got any activity over there, Brett? Uh, no, not really. I haven't looked, actually. Oh, haven't looked. Wow. I should do that, though, right? Man, all their, all their text messages are sitting there. Uh, UEFA Champions League soccer happening right now. You probably don't hear too much of this from Bill, so I figured I'd sprinkle it in there. Real Madrid taking on Manchester City, and it is uh, 1-1 in the 79th minute right now, if you are interested uh, at all in what might be taking place. A big, uh, you know, uh, congratulations, by the way, to Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivey to both of those young men. They were named all rookies, second team uh, for both. But hey, all rookie is all rookie. It's a great accomplishment. It's great to be acknowledged with the amount of uh, the young fellows that that hit the hit the draft and then come in via undrafted. They make all rookies, second team. So good for both of them. I think the future is bright. Now, uh, yesterday, no lottery luck for the Detroit Red Wings. We'll talk more about this uh, coming with Ryan Hanna in hour number three for the Wing Wheeled Podcast. Does a great job. If you don't, if you don't follow him, you need to immediately. Ryan Hanna, H A N A W W P. That's his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, you have Jaden Ivy and Jalen Dern, who were the first round selections for the Pistons last year. And the reason I bring up the Red Wings in conversation here is because the Red Wings were slotted to pick ninth. That's where they ended up at. We just don't get any lottery luck. Where a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, goodbye Patrick Kane, goodbye Jonathan Taves, hello Connor Bedard, the consensus 1-1. It's like two pivotal franchise pillar pieces for the Blackhawks. Move on. And then Chicago just falls into what might be one of the more talented players of his generation. Notice I do not say generational talent. That is a word that is vastly overused because a generational talent is somebody like Michael Jordan, somebody like LeBron James, like the best players of their generation. Like Patrick Mahomes is a generational quarterback. He is he's going to be the best of his generation because I think that he is the generation behind Tom Brady who would be the best of his generation. You get what I'm going so when you look at the, the, the Red Wings, 
their ping pong ball falls. Just no luck to move up, but it it falls right where it's supposed to. For the Detroit Pistons, it is all about the seven foot four French phenom, Victor Wembanyama. And I know Pistons fans, I know what you're thinking. How many more Frenchmen do we need? Do you remember Sekou Dumbuya? Or as my buddy Al Russo would call him, Sekou Dumbuya. Because he wasn't any good. He's out of the league. And then I wanted a guy by the name of Tyrese Halliburton. Iowa State. We didn't get him either. We passed on him. He fell to 12th. 12th. You know who we selected? Killian Hayes. I live with that decision. And I'm okay with that decision. Because Killian Hayes, behind Cade Cunningham, is a very nice backup point guard who can give you 15 to 20 minutes. He's going to give you exceptional defense. And you're not going to need him to score a whole lot. But the lottery luck that the, that the Red Wings couldn't have last night, we must sacrifice that for the lottery luck that the Pistons will have in getting the number one selection. Another Frenchman, the seven foot four, Victor Wenbenyama. Now, ESPN did a big feature piece over the weekend on him. If you didn't see it, and you're a Pistons fan, if you're a Pistons fan, you know, I'm sure you know who Victor Wenbenyama is by now. If you are a casual fan, kind of on the fringe, like you're waiting for him to get good before you invest any time, I highly recommend looking this young man up because he is, he is, I don't know if we've seen anything like it. Like, the closest thing we have to him is if you combined Giannis with KD, right? And notice, like, these players just continually getting bigger and bigger. This guy's seven foot four. He's a freak. Now, two selections that the Pistons had last year from Troy Weaver. And if you remember back to Sadiq Bey and Beef Stew, they both made all rookie selections. That was very nice. Beef Stew still with the team. Sadiq Bey was traded. We know the story there. But Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, and this happened in Las Vegas. It was the opening possession of their first ever summer league game. They ran a pick and roll. Ivey threw it up. Duran threw it down. Alley-oop. And I said, oh, my God, this is the future. Because I like Cade Cunningham as a point guard, but he doesn't have that knock-your-socks-off athleticism to where it's like, this guy's jumping out of the gym, he's doing this, that, and the third. Oh, my God, look at him go. Guy could fly. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the same bounce and oomph that Jaden Ivey does. Oomph is a word, by the way. But Cade Cunningham also gets basically to any of his spots at his own pace. He's going to be a very nice point guard for this team as a facilitator, as a guy that could shoot it. He, according to the reports, James Edwards wrote a big article about him in The Athletic about how you know intertwined he's been with the organization since going down with injury. He's very involved in film. He goes, he travels with the team. I love that. I want him involved. I think he knows what is expected of him and his responsibility as a first overall selection. Jaden Ivey, who's just 21 years old, averaging 16 points, four boards, and five assists in 74 games. He started 73 of them. He shot 34.3% from the three-point range. Duran, who at 19 was the youngest player in the league last year, averaged nine points, nine rebounds in 67 games. He started 31. The reason Duran didn't play more is he had a couple of lingering injuries, but nothing to be overly concerned about. And they didn't play him more because they were trying to figure out exactly what they want to do with James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley. Because Jalen Duran is the future. 
He is the truth. That's what we're here for. Like he is he is the seven foot center that can do anything that you ask of him. And he doesn't need the basketball. He's gonna go in there, he's gonna rebound. He's strong as an ox. Paul George was talking about him on a podcast recently. He said that, you know, he was trying to you know, trying to block him out and he's like, I just had no way to move this guy. Like this guy's like, Jalen Dern is the real deal. I am over the moon with that selection. At 6'11", 7 feet tall, like he is, he's exactly what this team needs. They got to get Wemby, right? So congratulations to Jalen Dern and Jay Nivey, second team, all rookie. That's very nice. It's a good accomplishment. Don't be satisfied with it at all, but you could definitely be proud of the fact that the rest of the league, the writers, that they're acknowledging your contributions to a team that struggled mightily with a bunch of young fellas trying to run the show. We'll step aside. When we return, we're going to talk about the Red Wings. No lottery luck. What do they need to do this offseason? What is the biggest pressing issue? Plus, who are we watching in the Stanley Cup playoffs without our own team in there? We'll talk about that here in Hour 3. Next, huge show, Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge. 